Oh, hey, Ashley, before we get started, have you ever heard of the podcast called Murder Vibes? I haven't. They're kind of like us, but they're Canadian. Oh, that's cool. Murder Vibes is hosted by best friends, Kira and Angela, and kind of like us, they cover a lot of underreported or lesser known crimes. You can listen to them on Apple, Spotify, and more, and yeah, maybe we can tune in and help solve a case. I mean, I, <laughs> I always like stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. really cool. All right, let's get crimey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone, I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. Welcome to the United States of Murder. Today we'll be covering two unsolved mysteries from the state of North Carolina. So buckle up for this dark and twisted ride through the Tar Heel State. On Sunday, July 17, 1966, a grisly triple murder happened in Henderson County, North Carolina. Vernon Shipman, Charles Glass, and Louise Davis Shoemate were all found bludgeoned to death by two men off a dirt road in an area where people normally dump their trash. At first, one of the men who found them thought he had spotted a mannequin. Yeah, unfortunately, that wasn't what he saw. So, all three victims had head wounds, and Charles and Louise had several puncture wounds on their chest and necks, like someone had, like, jabbed them. Um, Their bodies were found arranged in a semicircle. The men were dressed, but Louise was only half-clothed and had clearly been sexually assaulted. Vernon had an 18-inch piece of iron on his neck. A whiskey bottle was laying on Louise's neck and kind of tilted off. And Charles, who was on crutches at the time, had them laid on his body in the shape of a cross. So, super. I've never heard of this case. Yeah, super weird. Um, So, investigators found Louise's change purse and prescription sunglasses and the men's wallets nearby. Okay. So, whoever did this didn't rob them Mm -hmm. because all their belongings, you know, were still there. So, Vernon and Charles were actually pretty well known in the community. Vernon owned a record shop on Main Street and Charles managed it. So if you lived in this small town in the 60s and you wanted to buy music, that's where you went. So they, everyone in town knew them. They knew everybody. No one knew the connection that Louise had to these two men Mm. that she was found with. She was a factory worker from Asheville and she just kind of kept to herself. So she didn't have any Like, they weren't friends, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't hang out, they weren't friends, nobody knows, like, how did she end up here? Okay, that's that's bizarre. Yeah, so nothing like this had ever happened there. It was a super small town. I think I read um, the census in the 60s was, like, 36,000. Wow. So it was pretty small. Everybody knew everybody, and everybody was talking about this Mm -hmm. crime, and there were lots and lots of rumors going around about who they thought might have done it or why they thought they anyways yeah so um vernon was 53 he had worked for um north carolina employment security commission and was the co-owner of the record store with charles 
he was super close to his family and had been in North Carolina. His family had been in North Carolina since like the 1790s. Wow. It's a long history Mm -hmm. there. Charles was 36 and he was known for his love of music. He was friendly to everybody, everyone that came into the store. Hmm. So Vernon and Charles were actually a couple, which caused a lot of super ugly rumors to start. It's the 60s. It's North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They're a Mm -hmm. homosexual couple. Right. Owning a business. Oh, yeah. yeah. So someone had reported them missing before the bodies were found. Mm -hmm. And the police chief, Bill Powers was his name, said, oh, well... They're probably just off partying someplace because you know how homosexuals are. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't even. That's terrible. They really didn't even look for them because they just assumed that they're. Yeah. Now I'll get really irritated. Anyways, more rumors like that mm-hmm. circled around. Um, one rumor was Charles had a relationship with a wealthy businessman around Asheville. And maybe he'd ran off with him. I mean, it's just. The rumors were off the charts. Small towns, you know how they are. Mm -hmm. So, fun fact, Charles was a huge music fan, obviously, and he actually recorded a song called Screaming and Dying about a man who kills his cheating lover. Oh, no. But it was released nationwide. Really? Yeah, and written in um, a magazine, which was, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Um. Cashbox, I believe, was the name. Okay. Um, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'll see if it's on Spotify. <laughs> but it's the, uh, it was like the billboard of the 50s. Hmm. And they described it as, you know, him as like, he had hit potential. That's so, awesome. Wow. Yeah, so he was also known with, you know, to be the hostess with the mostest. Mm-hmm. Like, he had big parties at a big house. So he was like, in my mind, I have like one of my friends <laughs> going through my mind like, this sounds like him. Yeah. He just, he had the house everybody wanted to hang out mm-hmm. at and he always threw big parties and sometimes there were over a hundred people at these wow. parties. Like everybody loved him. Um, So it's kind of like, well, who would want to mm-hmm. do something this terrible? Um, Anyways, he went out a lot to what I guess would be like their bars and that time, mm-hmm. um, like dance clubs and stuff. He would go out all the time and like party. And that's how he <laughs> broke his leg. Oh, thus the crutches oh. that he had whenever he was out drinking, dancing, whatever. Oh. And it happens. It happens and broke his lower leg. And that's where the crutches came from. Oof. He loved Asian culture and he named his house <laughs> Hong Kong Hill. Okay. Like, he had a bunch of, you know, Asian paintings, and he was just really obsessed with with their culture. Mm -hmm. He was also interested in voodoo, which made even... yeah, kind of a strange combo. Which made even more rumors start, because then they were like, oh, "Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're into anything Anything other than Christianity, Christianity. (laughs) exactly, then you're going straight down. Especially if it's voodoo. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't hear much about voodoo outside of New Orleans, really. So oh, well, I don't ever hear about it, period. But. <laughs> so Interesting. Okay. Voodoo. Voodoo. Asian culture. Asian cool. culture. Hostess with the Moses. Party house. Record store. He'd recorded. He sounds like I want to be his friend. Yeah, that's what I, I was just, thinking. Yeah. 
I'm going to look through his bookshelves. So, um, you know, the rumors were that maybe this was part of a ritual of oh, some gosh. sort. I mean, it wasn't, but that's what, you know, everybody, of course, was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, Charles, he's into that voodoo and he's homosexual, so there's no telling what he's doing. Oh, oh and he published a uh, a booklet called Tales of Voodoo and Black Magic. What? Like, literally oh, published it. Oh, my goodness. We also need to try to find I'm that. I'm giving it a goog immediately. But he wrote it under a, like, the name Charles Lever, which okay. is glass in French. I'm totally butchering that. Hmm. So, look it up. Yeah, I, I bet will. it's super interesting. Hmm. I'm going to look it up. I wonder what piqued his interest in voodoo. That's He sounds like he was just a very eclectic guy. Like, yeah. he liked all things. Like I said, I'll be his friend. Yeah, I mean, I can't judge. I love all spooky stuff, too. So, Same. I would be asking a million questions about voodoo stuff I mean, if I had known him. Okay, so finally there was Louise. Bless her heart. She was a mystery. She yeah. had a family in Hendersonville. But she didn't really know a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't know her. She was a very private person. Hmm. She was 61 years old, the oldest of the three victims. So 30-something, 50-something, 60-something. 43, 36. Oh, for, 43. And 61. Gotcha. So she carried a camera and took a lot of pictures, but she had none in her house. Hmm. Like she didn't have any pictures in her house. Um she also didn't have a phone, which I guess isn't really that unusual in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> think like, not people. in her house? No, she didn't have a phone in her house. I guess I don't, I don't really know I mean, when no. that became common. I have no idea. One person said she was a woman of contradictions, both fearless and paranoid at the same time. Hmm. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So... The paranoid part, like when she went to work, she had to park under like a big street light, or she wouldn't park yeah, there. I don't like blame she her. wanted to be, you know. And if somebody was behind her for too long, like driving, she would pull over. I and would let them never pass. notice that if whoever's following me. I I never paid. I never paid. Uh, Walking is one thing, but a car. I'm I'm never thinking about a car oh following me. I have to tell you what happened to me the other night. So what? we were down at. Lucky Lou's our favorite bar. Mm-hmm. And I had ordered some food to go. It was Sunday night. Yeah. So I ordered some food to go at from Stickies. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk and pick it up. Oh, you were there, right? Yeah, right you, you walked. I forgot. Okay. So, <laughs> so it was after you guys left. I was, yeah. wa- was going to go walk and pick it up. And so Jason was like, do you want me to walk with you? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. It's just right there or mm-hmm. whatever. So I left. And oh I left and took off walking. It was dark. So I get my food and I come out and I, you know, have my phone in my hand. I'm holding my to-go bag and I'm walking in like, I'm listening around, you know, my peripherals sure, are yeah. up. I'm a I'm single woman way. walking downtown Little Rock all mm-hmm. alone after dark. So I'm paying attention to my surroundings and I heard something. So I like spun around. I don't know what I was going to do. Stab somebody with my chicken strip. I don't know what I was going to do. Throw a chicken strip at them. And I, it was a guy and I was like, oh. Oh my God, you scared me to death. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He had to go food too from a different place. But I was like, oh my God, you scared me to death. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I was like, it's okay. I said, you know, I'm almost paying attention to who's behind me. And he's like, well, how far do you have to go? And I was like, just a block. 
And he's like, well, would you like me to walk you there? And I'm like, no, that's okay. It's a trap. So uh, I know, but that's where my mind goes. Yeah. My murderino mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you A, where I'm going, and B, have you walk with me. No. Mm, So I'm like, my big husband's up here waiting on me. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be looking for me He's going to be, look, he's standing right there. (laughs) Spoiler alert. That was a lie. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It's like you, you don't, you can't even, anyway. We digress. Anyways, so some people speculated that she was just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's how... It was just ha- happenstance that, that she, she was, a, was near uh, them. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I don't know. The whole case was a circus. Investigators um, were completely hounded by crowds of people trying to see where it happened. Crime scene wasn't mm-hmm. preserved. Everyone and their brother went down there to check it out. Like, cars full of people would drive down there. And, you know, because nothing ever happened like that. It's such a small town. So, and there was no, like, I guess chain of command as far as close off the crime scene. I mean, hey, the John Benet Ramsey case happened way later. And they had friends. Tromping through. Yeah. Yeah. That always shocks me when... They don't close things off. Yeah, like cars of people were going down there, um, and they said you could see hair, mm. fluids from the body, and small pieces of skull still on the ground. Oh, my gosh. And people were just walking through it. What in the world? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would have probably done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever look out your window and there's a dead body oh, laying down there by the riverbank. Let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't, but if it does... <laughs> I'm going to be down there like, they've been spotted in this river, just saying. So anyways, all three had died from fractured skulls. The puncture wounds on Charles and Louise's body were made prior to death. There were no rape kits Mm. or semen or DNA kits back in the 60s. Could they not even check and kind of assume? I mean, they assumed because... Just the clothing situation, but they didn't like examine her well, pelvic area. Police didn't think Louise was raped, but they okay. found part of a carjack inserted into her vagina. Oh my gosh! So, mm. guess I should have warned. Trigger warning, but yeah, but that's only yeah. So investigators were trying to figure out what happened before the murders. Some people said they saw. A 62 Ford Fairlane that Vernon drove on Sunday. So Vernon's dad said he had eaten a late breakfast that day with his son around 2 o'clock. Sorry, Vernon's dad. Your son was a homosexual. It was Sunday fun day. That is brunch. (laughs) Anyways. um, Charles was still at home at 2 o'clock because a friend was over. And said that he was talking to Vernon on the phone. Hmm. So it's almost like he called Vernon and was like, hey, are you going to come pick me up or whatever? So anyways, um, Louise was seen leaving her house that day around 430. So they're kind of putting a timeline Mm -hmm. on where everybody was. Vernon was supposed to have dinner with another friend and Charles around six. And, uh. They were supposed to pick up the other friend about 5.30, but they never showed up. Hmm. So, some point between right. 2 and 5.30, they just vanished. Another guy came forward. 
and said he saw. So this this guy was stopped on the side of the road. I guess it was like dirt roads. It's the mm-hmm. 60s. It's North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so another guy was stopped on the side of the road. And he said he saw Vernon and Charles and a woman with a smirky smile. What? And a man in sunglasses driving towards him. And he, like, he was, I don't, it didn't say it. and Clyde? It's, <laughs> it, yeah. So he smile. was, right. He was pulled over. I don't know if he maybe had, was changing tire, broke down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were coming towards him and he just kind of waved them through. Like, I'm good. Go, go around. So as they passed, I guess he said the woman kind of just looked at mm. him with like a smirky right. smile. Okay. Um, so the man in sunglasses was a big part of the investigation. Some thought he had to be the murderer because he was the only one who wasn't mm-hmm. found. Um, he was described as 40s, 50s, um, white, light hair, and was wearing a dark blue suit. Hmm. So the victims were last seen around 6.30 by a record store employee who saw the car headed south on U.S. 25. Then his car was found near his home a few days later. But nine months after his car, this is where it gets confusing. So his car was found a few days after this near his home. But nine months after the murders, a man comes forward and admits that him and his buddies found the car. Hmm. I guess took it for a joyride and then parked it in a different spot. What? They said they found it like in a wooded area okay. or, you know, a field hmm. area. So they found it there and took it, you know, the keys Why were in the ignition. afterward? Just did they figure out these people, the car was involved in a murder? I think so. So they were kind yeah, of Yeah, like, so they were hmm. like, well, if we... We want you to know, you know, where we saw it or whatever. Maybe they were, like I said, just joy riders. Louise's car was found also um, this the same day that this that the guy's car was found. Her purse was hanging on the doorknob outside the car, hmm. and the keys were in the ignition. Same thing as the guy's. No money missing. Nothing. There have been six suspects identified over the years. Six. Six. But they're all dead today. Mm. There's nobody left. Motives range from hatred, jealousy, history of violence, kidnapping. I mean, they're, you know, when they've arrested them, they're like, oh, you had motive because da-da-da-da. Also, people played the whole, well, they were homosexual in the South, and it wasn't really a big thing in the 60s, not like it is now. And so it was... Maybe they were targeted because of that, or yeah, sure. But why the the woman that didn't have ties to them? It's well, not that's like why they this all, one thing yeah, said they you weren't know, maybe, all hanging out together. Maybe she was just in the wrong place at the mm-hmm. wrong time. Hmm. So the most likely suspect was Edward Thompson Jr. He was thirty five at the time. Two years after this crime was committed, he went on a crime spree that included two murders, mm. five rapes. And nine kidnappings. An article in the Times News in 1968 said, if anyone sees him, arrest him. If he resists, kill him. Oh, my god! And gosh. he will not face any legal action against you. Like, it was printed oh. in the newspaper. Oh, wow. Different times. Just completely vigilante justice. Like, if you see this person, just kill him. 
Oh my goodness. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I know some people that still think that way. <laughs> so Thompson sent a letter to the paper threatening them that he was still around town and he hopes he gets a chance to blast the daylights out oh. of the whole news crew. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he was clearly in that job. He ended it with, I'm going to give somebody something to write about as soon as possible. But he never confessed or... So he was in Hendersonville at the time of mm. the crime, and he was considered to be the murderer by a lot of uh, SBI agents. Not FBI, SBI. Don't know what it stands for. I Late. When FBI. I was doing my research last night, I was not looking it up. Huh. So, yeah, there was a court TV show called Haunted Evidence that said the same thing. Haunted Evidence? Yeah, it's on court TV. They're the ones, they they investigated this crime, too, and they did a, um, they brought in, like, a psychic and a medium to try to figure it all out. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Wow. So, he supposedly confessed to killing three people to family, law enforcement, and people in the state pen where he went after being convicted for all the oh other crimes. So he was bragging about it to to all these other people. Um, and this one did, this crime did mimic the others that he committed. The men were dressed, the women mm-hmm. were not, the keys were in the ignition of all the vehicles. He also liked people to drive him around, like that was some sick thing he would do, was like make them show for him around and then he would kill them. Ugh. And it was almost two years to the day that he committed these other crimes. There's more. Uh, A voodoo connection. Of course. Thompson was African American. And he followed old African folk religion. Okay. Which would explain why the bodies were left in the circle. Mm -hmm. And Hmm. cross crutches in the shape Mm -hmm. of a cross. And also the strategically placed, like the piece of the metal. They never said that that piece of iron was what was used they never said that okay so we don't know if that was so we don't know if that was the murder weapon it almost looked like Hmm. maybe like a pronged thing like a really big fork almost is what caused the puncture wounds yeah it's weird so they thought maybe that and the the alcohol bottle you know the wine bottle Uh place the way it was that it was all part of it was very staged very staged and almost like a ritualistic looking murder Mm mm-hmm what the jack in her vagina had to do with anything. Right. Just some sicko. So, anyways, the crime has never officially been solved. Wow. No one will ever really know for sure because all physical evidence is gone. All of it. Even the stuff that they took from the crime scene, like... They didn't keep any of it for DNA in the future. <sighs> A box containing the tire jack, the iron shaft, and the crutches were boxed up and returned to the county um, after investigators were finished with it in 1969, and it hasn't been seen since. Oh, my gosh. So, that's the end. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. There's nothing else. Did any of them, do you know if any of them had children that are still, like... She wasn't married, and she had no children. Okay. Because it would explain why it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no no children. Yeah, it kind of leaves you. It's like, kind of sad. Where's the rest of the story? But that's it. That's I mean, that's yeah. kind of why I picked that one is because there's like, 
it's just <sighs> that's kind of sad because the odds of it getting solved seem slim since there's oh nothing. There's, there's nothing there's left. What, there's no. What could you even charge someone with? Well, anybody that was alive right. in you know in their forties in the sixties is not mm. alive now, unless they did some crazy voodoo spell and they're living oh forever. My gosh. But yeah, so it's so strange. It's strange and it's sad that this yeah. that these three people. And it's just like, they were like, oh, well, wrap it up, boys. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else here. Yeah. And this guy can, he confessed, but I mean, we've seen that a lot. There's so many false confessions. Where people get to bragging and they want to take. It's so hard to understand that anyone would do that, but they do it. It's It's like they want the fame. Yeah. So they confess. Like, how many people have confessed Mm -hmm. to John JonBenet Ramsey's? Right. I mean, it's just like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, you can't just take a confession at face value, unfortunately. Right. And they didn't have the... That's a wild one. It's, like I said, it's just, it it intrigued me when I read it because I was like... I haven't heard of it. I hadn't either. But I'm like, it's so... It seems like there's more to it. Like, yeah. Are there any pictures of the crime scene? Or, I mean, like, it's sixties yeah, photos. I, exactly. of, I found some. We'll put them. I'll send mm-hmm. them to you, and you can put them up on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. But it's just not yeah. a ton of documentation. That's the thing about when I was doing the Arizona case. You see how hard it is to find stuff from the past than it is because like nobody modern. yeah no social media no like now they yeah. find a dead flower on the ground and end up solving mm-hmm. a murder exactly and it's back then so they're different. like oh well here's a piece of someone's head and they can't pin it to anybody yeah, <laughs> let's it's just, throw it in the trash what can it, we do with this yeah, yeah. it's it's uh mm. so yeah it just almost seems like there's totally speculating but it's almost like they couldn't have just been just in the wrong place at the wrong time mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah Hmm. Anyways, now I think next week I'll just go back to murders with a with a murderer arrested and justice murder and justice thing. Yeah, I can really. Mine's also an unsolved murder. Yeah, we kind of have some similarities this week too. It's kind of funny. Also, you end up in the Asheville area. Yeah, that's. I definitely go down way more rabbit holes when it's unsolved. I, I was on Reddit last night for about an hour looking up just random people's opinions on things and i'm just like no 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 and then some though are pretty good but i wonder if they have any reddit threads about this case i'll have to check it out yeah i do and it's probably way better than my story so thanks for no. <laughs> reddit is mostly people's speculation right their so own opinions it can serve its purpose but a lot of the times you're just kind of you know giving your own opinion out there and with a case like this, I don't know how you can really... I don't know. Okay, well today my story also covers an unsolved mystery. Hmm. And you're in for a wild ride with this one, so please bear with me. I promise we end up in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Judy Smith was a 50-year-old nurse from Newton, Massachusetts. She had two adult children from her second marriage, and she had just married her third husband, Jeff in 1996. They were together for 10 years before they got married, so even though they were newlyweds, they knew each other pretty well at that point, I would say. 10 years before Mm -hmm. they got married? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, her husband Jeff had a law firm in Boston, Massachusetts, and they had made arrangements to go to Philadelphia because Jeff had a work conference to attend there. 
Well, Judy planned on sightseeing while Jeff was busy during the day. And at this point, they'd been married for five months. So, you know, still newlyweds, even though they'd been together for a long time. Well, when they were about to head out at the airport in Boston, Judy realized she forgot her driver's license. And because of this, they decided to travel separately. I didn't realize that in the 90s, you needed that, honestly, because this is pre... So he left her? Oh, (laughs) hell no. Well, she forgot her driver's license. He had to be at this, um, it was like a, you know, a full weekend convention in Philadelphia. So he had to get to something. So he went ahead and flew out. And since they lived in Massachusetts, so he left. And then later that night, she hopped on another plane. She went home and got her license and then... Flew in and arrived later that night. Ooh, I bet he was so mad. (sighs) I had a friend, not to hijack your story like I always do, but I had a friend that um, he and his girlfriend were going to Seattle, and she was always scatterbrained anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, there was always something like she forgot or they had to turn around and go back Mm -hmm. home or whatever. And they got to the airport that morning, and he had asked her, like, on the way, you have this, you have that, because we're going to be late. And she's like, no, I have everything. And they got there, and she didn't have her driver's license. Oh, my gosh. He almost lit his hair on fire. He said it ruined the whole trip. They were there for, like, four days. He said, I was pissed off the entire four days because of how the trip started out. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that's pretty much how it was. So she, she forgot, and it didn't say if she was forgetful or anything. It just said, you know. She went home and hopped on a plane later that night, and then the couple met up later that night at the Doubletree in Philadelphia, and she brought him flowers as a way to apologize for her mistake. Yeah. And And the rest. You know what happens. (laughs) So the conference was supposed to last April 9th through 11th, and then they planned to go to New Jersey to visit friends the night right after the conference ended. So they- They were just making an extended trip out of it. Exactly. From- um, Massachusetts, they were flying over to Philadelphia, hanging out there for a few days, and then going up to New Jersey, and then they were planning on going back home. Gotcha. Well, on the morning of April 10th, 1997, Jeff was about to go to his very first session of the conference for the day as Judy was taking a shower. They had some light chit-chat, and she had plans to see the Liberty Bell and a few other tourist attractions, since she'd never been there before, which I totally did that when I was in Philadelphia. I checked off all the, you know, the big tourist attractions. As one does. For sure. And all the breweries. And they were going to meet back up that evening, and they planned on going to a cocktail party together at 6 p.m. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, when Jeff finished up his meetings, he went back to their hotel room, and Judy wasn't back yet. It was nearing the time of the party, so he assumed she just went ahead and got ready and went down to the party without him. Nobody has cell phones? Nope. I mean, it was 1997. I don't know how. Is that when cell phones were so really big? So, cell phones existed around this time. You know, they were the I didn't big have one. ones. I was 16. I didn't have a cell phone. My, my parents did not have a cell phone at this point. Yeah, he had no way of contacting her, basically, at gotcha. this point. So, he went down to the party. She wasn't there. He waited around for a while, went back up to the room again, and then went back to the party. He basically... You know, kept going back up and down. It was in the Ooh, same hotel. Oh, I bet he was so mad. Yeah, I mean, well, he started getting concerned, and then he informed the concierge there about it, and they started calling hospitals in the area. He, um, you know, Jeff and Judy flew there and didn't have a rental car or anything, so she was going to use a local tour bus to get around. 
Well, Jeff paid a cab driver to slowly follow the route of the tour bus around town because they had, you know, the same type of tourist attraction schedule. And he was hoping to either discover something that would lead to her, maybe her, which would have been kind of doubtful, but... That's smart. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I really wouldn't have either. Yeah, so he kind of... He didn't call the police yet? Not at this point. Well, so she had been used to traveling. She went to Thailand on her own. Um, Oh, wow. So she wasn't one to just go out and get lost or anything. So he was kind of just, he wasn't super concerned at that point. But that's why he just kind of went around town. And then he called his stepkids. And since they didn't have cell phones, he asked them to go to their house in Massachusetts and check their answering machine to see if maybe, if she couldn't figure out like the Doubletree number or something, maybe she would call their home phone and leave some type of message. Well, so she didn't, nothing was there. And he went to the police after this because he'd basically exhausted everything he could think of. Well, they told him that he would have to wait 24 hours. Stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And I don't know if either it changed or it's different now, now. but you do not have to do that. So anyone listening, do not ever wait. Don't wait. Never wait. Go call him. (sighs) Yeah, it's very frustrating. So basically they're like, you know, if you really you know, that concern, come back in the morning and we can file a missing persons report. So that's what he did. The next day, Jeff and the police started questioning people at the Doubletree to see if they saw her. And one employee remembered that she had asked him when she could catch the next tourist bus. Well, they tracked down that bus driver and he claimed that she did catch the bus that afternoon and exited near the Doubletree Hotel. That same afternoon, someone said they saw her entering and exiting the Greyhound bus station about 10 minutes away from the hotel, and they were speculating that she was there to use the restroom. Hey, I pee everywhere all the time. Yeah, so I mean, that's a possibility. I, I've peed in churches I'm walking by. I'm serious. I've never <laughs> done that. I'll pee anywhere. But I will pee anywhere. So, that, yeah, that so I'm like. At first, I was kind of like, 10 minutes away from her? And I'm like, if you really have to pee, you cannot walk 10 minutes. You're you on just your can't. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on I your get way it. Somewhere, yeah. You see a public bathroom. But they did say that they saw her leaving the Greyhound, which I don't – one thing, I don't really know how all these people remember this specific person. Maybe she had, like, on a red jacket or something. You're close. Mm. <laughs> well, another witness claimed they saw Judy acting disoriented near the hotel around 3 p.m., So Jeff and other family members started handing out flyers all over Philadelphia, and more people came forward with claims of seeing her throughout the town. Well, the day after she went missing, she was seen acting strangely in a Macy's in New New Jersey. They even mentioned that she was wearing a bright red backpack. So this is the her bright red backpack she wore everywhere when she was traveling, so her family was convinced that this was her. But she always wore this backpack. So the store clerk at Macy's said she appeared to be shopping for dresses for her and her daughter. And she seemed unstable. They kept using the word unstable over and over. So as she was leaving, she tried to get a younger woman that was shopping in the store to leave with her. What? Yeah, she seemed to think that this younger woman was her daughter. Did she have a history of mental... Not that I could find, which is kind of strange. I think they would have said it's like she, right, her yeah. medication was left mm-hmm. behind. There was or- no mention of her being medicated or ever having any type of issue at all. Well, months go by with no sign of Judy until someone reports seeing her in Atlantic City. And then after that, the trail went cold. 
That is until September 7th. So on September 7th, a father and son were hunting for deer on a hillside in North Carolina's Pisgah National Forest. Around nine miles from Asheville. So, wait. How many states have we covered? We've been in Massachusetts. <laughs> She's from Massachusetts. They were in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. She Spotted went to New Jersey. Jersey. And now she's in North and Carolina. And now she's in North Carolina. This bitch is traveling. She's traveling. I know. I'm like, I swear we get to North Carolina at some point. I forgot what state we were doing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, it's it's taken a while to get here, but we got here. So they found what appeared to be human bones scattered around, likely because, you know, animals got to them. At the center oh. was a shallow grave with a partially buried skeleton wrapped in a blue blanket. They were wearing clothes fit for a hiker, including insulated underwear, hiking boots, and winter clothes. There were around $160 in cash in various pockets, so it didn't appear like this person was robbed at all and a pair of bull sunglasses and a blue backpack was found with her oh well that wouldn't hurt then well (laughs) the coroner concluded that this was a white female in their late 40s to mid 50s there were punctures and cuts in her bra and her shirt so they believe that stabbing was the cause of death so when they examined the skeleton's severe arthritis in her left knee which I, I didn't really know you could see that in a skeleton. I know that seems obvious, but I wouldn't think. That. I think of it more so as a pain, not necess- not necessarily something you see. But yeah, they could see that she had arthritis and extensive dental work. It helped them discover her identity was that of Judy Smith. Well, it was a complete mystery to Jeff and Judy's family and children as to how she could have ended up in North Carolina. Yeah. So wait, I'm going to stop you. Sure. So when she was in, when they took the trip to Pennsylvania. What was the date and year? What was the, sorry. They arrived in um, Philly on April 9th, but the day she went missing was, was April, April 10th. 10th. Mm-hmm. And, and then found September. her remains were found on September 7th that year. Five-ish Five months. months time. Mm-hmm. So by that point, she was basically a skeleton. That seems like it happened pretty fast. I didn't really realize it happened that well, fast. Well, I mean, you got to think. It was the heat of the summer, too. Yeah, so. and it sounded like animals had been – it sure. was a shallow grave, so animals had gotten to her, unfortunately. But, ugh. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I did a little Googling, and Asheville is a little over 600 miles away from Philadelphia. So, nowhere close. No. Like, I mean, not even a little bit. And there are also plenty of – mountains closer like in virginia or west virginia if that was her if she was like oh i'm gonna go for a hike just kind of a weird choice to why go would she go for a hike far. just walk away from her family exactly and i can and a cocktail party to go hiking no ma'am no it's Let's so show. strange Mm-mm. well so sorry i keep interrupting you. no you're good i blame you because of this delicious wine it's a good zinfandel zinfandel Well, yeah, I couldn't find any records at the time for, like, Greyhound buses or anything. But on Google Maps today, if you take a Greyhound bus from Philly to Asheville, that takes approximately 22 hours. First of all. That's long. I took a Greyhound bus once. Oh, really? from Memphis to Seattle. Are you serious? Uh, How many days did that take? Three. 
Oh, no. Three days. Where did you sleep? Did they have a little... You slept on the bus in your oh, seat. No. Like, the bus never... I mean, like, you would stop. Oh. I was also 22. Oh, no. So, now at this age, hell no. But I was going up to get a car to drive back. Oh. And I was 22. And Were you by yourself? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. My, my sister, my sister was, was with me. about to say. No, my sister was with me. She was... 21 i was 23 mm. 22 23 mm-hmm. anyways so yeah it took a long time and you literally just drive and there's mm-hmm. so many weirdos first of all we had no business being on a greyhound for that many days no and that no anyways. <laughs> doesn't sound fun at so all don't know it's cheap it's a cheap way to travel right. but we were going up there to my dad's to get a car to drive back. Gotcha. So it wasn't like we were on vacation. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. Anyways, yeah, don't take a Greyhound. But so, yeah. Well, right. For like her she, to be 22 mm-hmm. hours. It just, so she was seen entering and exiting the Greyhound station. But not on a bus. But she wasn't seen on the bus itself. But since they didn't have, they didn't have a car, there was no evidence that she got a rental and there were no flight logs. So she either basically rode with someone or took a bus. That's not a close, that's not, you're not in Philadelphia like, I'm going to travel 600 miles south, and they're on vacation anyway. Well. And left all of her belongings. Exactly. No. And she had, I think around, I can't remember the exact number, but she left a lot of cash in the hotel room. She did not take that with her. So she was going out for the day and just never That's what it seems like. She had about $160 on her. Which isn't that strange if you're, you know, going around in the city, you need bus money, you need food money, you might want to buy a purse or whatever. But so she left like the the big chunk of money at home. Well, so they alerted authorities there in Asheville and they went around asking store clerks if they'd seen her. And many people did, in fact, remember, quote, Judy from Boston. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And none of the witnesses there said that they thought anything was wrong with her. That she seemed perfectly normal. She did not act strange. One witness said that Judy talked about her husband and his law profession. And she even told them about how he was in a conference in Philadelphia. No one said that anyone was with her and she was wearing her wedding ring. So kind of strange, conflicting, hearing that she wasn't in her right mind in Philadelphia. So the police believe she went there on her own free will and wasn't forced in any way. Well, one friend of Judy's said that their marriage was a little tenuous, and she believed that Judy just wanted to get away for a while. Although that was just her opinion, and Judy never mentioned that to anyone. That that was just her take. And her kids did say that she and Jeff got along well, and her family in general thought they had a fine relationship, which doesn't necessarily mean it was Mm -hmm. by any means but it was interesting that she was talking about him Mm -hmm. while she was traveling she wasn't seen because in the beginning i was kind of thinking well maybe she was having some type of affair or something but she wasn't spotted with a man she was talking about her husband she was talking i don't know just really weird to me well yeah she was still wearing her wedding ring had cash on her and robbery wasn't likely the motive they didn't steal steal the ring off of her finger And she was wearing hiking clothes, so it appears that she was there to hike. And who killed her and why was the million-dollar question, basically. So the first thing you think of is like, okay, well, what's the husband up to? 
Well, he was ruled out because he had various alibis. And they also believed that because of his weight, he would not be able to physically hike to where Judy was found. I mean, full disclosure, I'm not a, a large lady, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a hiker. Yeah. Necessarily. I mean, I can hike and take Max hiking, like mm-hmm. to Pinnacle, but I'm not in the Appalachian. Well, well, they were in the Pisgah Forest, and or I've actually Pisgah done Forest. a lot of, I've done some hiking there. And Ooh. I mean, some parts of it are more strenuous, but I mean, I know they said that. And, but I'm like, well, if you took a lot of breaks and... I mean, I could walk through the woods, yeah, but I'm not trying to... It's not like it's up a cliffside or anything. Oh, okay, well. So was they, he a big guy? Yeah, but I mean... Like what? How big? I'm not sure. But they, they class... They, the article said morbidly obese. But yeah, so it could be... I don't think he did it. I usually am always blaming the husband, but in this case, why... I don't know, just weird. Why she was there on her own free will, obviously. She wasn't around town with her husband. I don't he like was, that they said that about him. That's rude. I know, because I'm thinking that's basically why they ruled him out. But Oh, you're too fat to commit this crime? That's awful. I mean, at the same time, he was probably like, thank God for clearing me of this. But also, I'm like, okay. How dare you? I'm terrible at hiking. I will I'm huff same. and puff. But I can, I mean, you know, you can take breaks. You can, who knows? I, I don't think it would be impossible for him no. to do it, in my opinion. No. I really don't. But, I mean, Rude I don't, people. I don't, yeah, I don't think he did it. More so, though, based on his alibis, not because of his, his weight. Anyway, well, he actually ended up passing away in 2005. Mm-hmm. Well... Judy's murder has still never been solved, but there is a theory, kind of like yours. Maybe they're the same person. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, goodness. So I actually have seen some type of episode on ID about this killer. It's a terrible story. I won't get into that one. But so some believe she may have encountered a serial killer who had less than a year earlier left the raped and murdered body of a victim tied to a tree not far from where Judy's remains were found. However, that killer, Gary Michael Hilton, was later arrested and convicted of that crime as well as other killings on hiking trails in national forests in the southern Appalachian Mountains. So, yeah, he had done a lot of things in that area, but he did not admit to Judy's murder. So he was sentenced to life in prison on 2008 for the other crimes, but her case is still unsolved. That's the closest guess they have but that doesn't explain how she got there exactly the whole thing of her ending up 600 miles away from where she was i mean you could say maybe she was have like some the police thought maybe she was having an affair but i just really don't feel like that's what was going on another thing is make so I think maybe since they had said maybe she seemed like forgetful and she was trying to get another girl to leave with her it, it was it is weird that she didn't have any history of a mental illness or anything and i don't know exactly what happens around the age of 50 but i'm sure some people that could be an age where maybe if they're predisposed like if it's in their family they might get dementia a little i don't know but that's kind of what it I seemed feel like, 50 like super young since it is, I'm gonna it be is 40 so this year, young so back that it train is up. so young it's so young 50 but is no, the new but 30. No, no. I mean, like, um, like people with a really strong history of early onset, 
I don't necessarily think that's what was going on, but it just seemed kind of weird that... It seemed like she was drugged. And also, like, from what I've heard from a lot of people, you can't really trust witnesses. Duh. They have a heart... I mean... Like, if, I hear some of these mm-hmm. witness statements, and I'm like, how do you remember... Exactly. ...if they had a wedding ring on? Did you see a wedding band? I mean, I couldn't tell you... And I'll post a picture I'm sitting, of her. I, I, your hands are in your lap. I couldn't tell you if you're a wedding right. ring or not right now. And I'll post a picture of her and everything, and she she doesn't stand out in any type of over-the-top way where you would be like, I would never forget that face. So what's – it's just weird that like half a – you know, five months later, people are like, oh, yes, she was here. She was doing this. I mean, I could never remember the details, but – Nope. Yeah, that's the unsolved mystery of Judy Smith. Man, these were some bobo-headed cases. <sighs> I know. So my sources are from a Median ar- article by Cat Lee, a News.com article by Marnie O'Neill, and Wikipedia really helped me out this week. Um, there are a lot of great cases, like I said, on Reddit. Tons and tons of theories out there, most of which I think are far-fetched. But they're very interesting, to say the least. I was, you know, a lot of people think she was having an affair and went down there with some guy and. But why wasn't he ever spotted? She was seen all around Asheville, but never with anyone else. And she was talking about her husband, so. She was seen all around Asheville. Like when she. She was spotted in Asheville? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, where. Oh, I thought so, no one saw her since she left so, New Jersey. Well, when she was up there, people were saying she seemed weird and unstable. Uh-huh. Well, then when she was spotted in Ash- Asheville, people were saying she seemed totally normal. Okay, okay, okay. So. It's very weird. I don't know. But also, she never thought to call him, like, from a or her children or anyone. So, her children were grown and out of the matter. house. But I mean. she had never left before. I don't think she was planning. I honestly, I don't know what made her go to Asheville. I don't think she was, like, running away or leaving. Maybe she had a lapse of... I don't... I really... I don't know. I've that ran a million things through my mind. But the weirdest thing is, is... She was basically, she decided to go for a hike on her own free will, and she stumbled upon someone that murdered her. He didn't rob anything. Oh, and they did say that they thought that the blue backpack and the sunglasses were the murderers, uh-huh. not hers. So I, they didn't mention the red backpack, which is so kind of interesting. He may yeah. have took hers and left his. So, yeah, I googled the Bowles brand, and it does look like those classic men's sports at like the oakley looks kind of like someone's Gross. doing outside stuff <laughs> i don't know what the word is they're very masculine sunglasses like kind of you know from the late 90s so i don't think they were hers but you know who knows well, well i certainly don't know i know so yeah those are some unsolved cases these cases this week can oh. we get back to murders next week i tried to sp- switch mine up and it was hard yeah i mean i, I find the unsolved ones very interesting i get my, really sucked yeah into my unsolved. mind just like runs away and i'm trying to figure it out mm-hmm. especially on ones like this where it's just like who knows but at the same time i like closure yeah so I'm like, there's no like like this one as well there's not really any dna left at the scene they just have the sunglasses in the backpack that's it that's and that like i said that serial killer He's in prison, but he's not admitting to this, so. And they've asked him? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he doesn't really have a reason to come 
forward and tell the truth, he's already been sentenced. But he doesn't have reason to lie either. You yeah. know, he's already been. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about something fun. What? What is fun? Okay. <laughs> what? Well, We're I'll tell you gloom. what's fun. Doom and gloom and a half a bottle down. Scary movies. Oh, I love well, at least movies. for me. Some people really don't like scary movies. Well, we, those people are yeah, wrong. We both love spooky season. We're really yes. into Halloween and scary movies. That reminds me, have you been watching um, The Bly, The Haunting <gasps> of Bly Manor? Don't. Okay. No spoilers. I'm on. Oh, you're a little further than me. Five, I think. Five or six. Oh, please. Let me you're check further out than my me. Netflix app. Yeah, Samuel is watching. He doesn't normally do this type of show. He skipped ahead of you. Well, we've been watching it together, and he will, like, fall asleep in the middle of the episode. So it's like it takes us two days to watch an episode, which is killing me. Because I'm on episode four. That might be where we are, too. But I just want to binge watch it all night long, and it's just – it's taking forever. And it's – have you been paying attention to the background images? I think it's in the – like, there'll be, like, ghosts or image or dolls or creepy things in yeah, the – Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the yeah, yeah. golem thing or whatever yeah. that's called. I was I was waiting. I was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, and this one, I was like – Rewind. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. What? Yeah, I love. I love that kind of show. Yeah, I do too. It's it's been really good. I was, I was a little. Uh, I was thinking it would be more like that haunting of Hill House, mm -hmm. and maybe it's, it will be. I like it's kind of a slow burn. It's way. I don't think it's going to be as scary as the. I I think it'll be hard to beat that other one, but you know, I like it so far. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. So I'm curious as what are your five. Top five scary movie recommendations since we're getting to Halloween season. Well, we're in um, Halloween season. Top five. Top five. Top five. Do you want like scary you make you shit your pants oh. have nightmares? Or do you want like, oh, it's really creepy and it Anything. like stuck with me forever? Both and all. Hmm. Um, I like weird stuff. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> um, Hills have eyes. Because there's this disgusting, crazy, scary rape scene. That is really freaky. Which is horrifying. That one is very, that one's pretty scary. Either one. Either either the, the old one that mm -hmm. was made like in the 70s. I never saw the original. Well, you know, movies made in the 70s are disgusting. They because, are. Like, they're they do not hold back. None. Oof. So that one, or there was one that came out, it's the same movie, but it came out mm -hmm. like in the. I think it was 2005. Just right off the top of my I'm, head. I remember. It was 2005. <laughs> The Haunting of Emily Rose. Mm. I'm Catholic. Totally believe in all that stuff. Terrifies me. Or the exorcism. What the exorcism of Emily Rose. Haunting of Emily Rose. I mean, that similar, too. <laughs> similar that thing. Too. Oh. It's haunting that she needs to be exorcised. Yes. I saw that one in theaters twice. I really, mm. that's. I started watching it one day, one evening, and I turned it off and waited until like noon the next day to turn it on with all the lights on. Oh, that reminds me of when I. I was going to put on my list, and I couldn't remember the name. The Conjuring. Have you seen that one? Yes. It's kind of an exorcism type thing. Yes, that stuff is. Is that that stuff creeps me to my core? Mm. I don't like demon movies. Period. Mm. Yet I watched that one, and it, I love The Conjuring. Like that was that was one of my favorites. I didn't include I, yeah. that in my list, but yeah, I mean, not like I. It, I guess just you know, it's so it's real. Mm. Like it's. Moving on, the original Halloween, because who mm. beats Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh my gosh. Love it, love it. That was probably my most watched as a child. It's my most watched That's now. That's why I am. I love that movie. 
Oh my gosh. Well, so how many makes of there are there? Of Halloween? Yeah. How many? Oh, like 50. No, I don't know. A bunch. I mean, yeah. Every year they come out with a new one. Yeah, it's, they all suck. The first one's the best. I did not care for the Rob Zombie remake. Well, you're fired from this podcast. Really? You liked it? Rob Zombie does fantastic horror movies. I think it's I, just, My personal opinion. I like them, but that one, I don't know. Maybe it just felt too different from the original or well, something. Well, because it's kind of the... Okay, so spoiler for y'all who have... I'm not going to tell you that obviously, you know... I don't want to say I'm going to tell you the whole thing because you know what it's about. It's Halloween. I like it because it tells you why yeah. Michael Myers mm-hmm. is the way he is. So it starts out as him as a child. That's a good point. So that's why I enjoyed that as much it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites, too. Because it shows him as a kid and you almost sympathize with mm-hmm. him and why he is the way that he is. That's a good point. It's been a long time since I've watched that one. Well, we're having a movie night. Oh, gosh. That one would scare me. What I mean, that, it three? scared me. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, three. Last House on the Left. That's another one. I actually have not seen that Horrible. one. Horrible. Horrible. Again, the 70s or 80s version and oh. present day version, they're both equally traumatizing yeah i've heard there's a couple of scenes that are really yeah they're pretty brutal so good though if you like horror 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 horror. i love horror films if you like stuff that if you don't if you're not squeamish if you don't get grossed out because there's i like the blood and guts and gore if your eyeballs falling out my lord i'm here for that i don't mind i'm not a torturer Person. Saw and Hostel, those are my movies. I'm not into oh, that kind of thing. Hostel. I don't do torture I couldn't type get stuff. enough. Are you serious? I mean, I'm oh. eating popcorn with hot sauce on no. it. I love oh, it. Oh my gosh. No, torture stuff? That's... I like, but I like that heebie-jeebie feeling. If you make me squeam... And I'm I a little squeamish, away, I guess. If I have to look away, I'm like, I'm here for this too. I did like most of the Saw movies. It was just a little uncomfortable, I guess. Like, well, the saw I felt was a little stupid because I'm like, I don't know. There were too many. Here's my thing. Why did he not stretch his body out with the saw in his hand and try to get the thing? (laughs) I never thought about that. Why why is your go to chop your leg off? Um, I like a good zombie movie. Ooh, I do too. I like zombie movies. So I guess my final one is that my final would have to be 28 days later. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was so good. It's been a while since I've seen that, but that's a good one. I mean, zombies are fucking scary mm-hmm. to begin with. Is that the one where they're fast? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, but if you add speed to that, because that's, that's the a thing, thing that you have over yes. zombies is like you can get past them. Yes. But when they're freakishly fast and like running and charging oh, in like hordes, no. like world war z when they're so fast that, in there that movie was re- i forgot about th- that was a really good movie I like that's that. terrifying i remember as a little girl like i've always loved scary movies and stuff my, i blame my grandmother because she would <laughs> she loved scary movies her tv was always on the sci-fi channel i love that and she loved like all things spooky and mm-hmm. that's where i get it from but that she had the original Night of the Living Dead on VHS. And it was like the only, like she, it was like the only horror movie that she had. So I would watch that over and over and over Uh. again. To this day, it creeps me out. 
Yeah, I'm more so into slow burn type of like I'll watch anything, but my favorite is is a good slow burn. Well, what's the one movie when I do six? The Descent was a slow <gasps> burn for me. That was Where a good in the cave. One. Oh my gosh. And they go under the ground and there's something underground that's attacking them in the cave and they can't see it because it's that movie because you never saw until yes. towards the end what it was. And I'm kind of claustrophobic anyway. Oh, so period. when I watch On stuff period, like that. No. Have you ever seen As Above, So Below? No. I watched that recently. I'm not into normally that found footage type of horror movie. You mean like the Blair Witch? Yes. <laughs> you need to watch it though. I'm not into that type of movie, movie normally, but it really made me like the claustrophobia in me was really disturbed. It had a lot of like Dante's Inferno symboli- symbolism in it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Like what is it? The all the different stages of hell and yeah all that which i did ton as i was watching i was googling all this stuff i'm like you didn't have to read that in college no (laughs) what (laughs) dante's inferno no i did not read that in college okay so give me yours so and also i'm making a list so we can have a movie night oh yeah I love it all. I love the 80s cheesy movies. Oh, man. The 80s horror movies were the best. Give me a good genre and I'm there for it. But like the movies that really creep me out, like I said, are kind of slow burns. Have you ever seen The Strangers? Uh, Is that where they're like... Liv Tyler. Yeah, where they're like in the house. Like he, yes. they had left a wedding and they were in a fight or something. Yes. And they, yes, 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 yes. But it's been a while. Oh, my God. So like that, it's just so unsettling to me. It's something that seems... Possible. I, I, that's my all time favorite scary movie. It's just like that scene where she's frustrated, she's mad at him, she's in the kitchen, and then you see this guy in a mask no. in the background, and it still takes a while to, oh my God. No. And there's something about my, my mom's house that reminds me of that house. She lives <laughs> kind of out in the country. Oh, no, but ma'am. She has neighbors that are closer than they did, but it's kind of, there's something about the house that reminds me of, no, I don't know. No. So, and I watched that when I still spent summers there. I think it came out in 2008. I don't know for sure. But anyway, the second one I would have to say is Us. Have you seen that? I started watching that and it scared me and I had to turn it off. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. I'm not super scared or disturbed after I stop watching a movie, but this one really stuck with me and I still think about it. And it's, it's a really good one. It's... It's good. I'm going to have to give it another try. Yeah, do it when you're not alone. Uh, For sure. But I I watch most of my movies alone because Sam doesn't like scary stuff. I watch my movies alone because I am alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just invite me over and we can have a night I need someone to watch scary movies with. I, I'm always down to clown. I can't, I can't watch them with my kiddo. Oh, yeah, no. Have you ever seen Midsummer? No. That's my third one. This is definitely... So it's by the same people that made Hereditary. Oh, see, I didn't like Hereditary. It's nothing like Hereditary. And this is definitely a movie you would either hate it or love it, but it's in like the Swedish hills. Is it kind of culty? Some people do, but the main characters are are American. So not really, but it's very kind of like culty and I don't know. There's something about it. And there are some scenes that are jaw-dropping that make me cringe pretty hard. But overall, I really... I really liked it. Kind of has an ending of girl power. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. <laughs> girl power. has like a nice, powerful ending. Um, so another one I watched that I like a lot recently is called It Follows. I have never heard of it before, but I downloaded Tubi, the app Tubi. Have you heard of it? 
Tubi? T-U-B-I. But you can watch it, you know, it's an app and it's free, but with commercials, kind of like Hulu. Well, I watched It Follows on that and it's major slow burn, but really good. It's not, it's not really gory, but it's very freaky and I don't know. I recommend it. It's a good one. You have to give me more than that. See, I can't really give you too many details on it without giving it away, but let's see. How do I make It Follows into a mini thing? So... Sex acts gone wrong. I don't know. Sex acts gone wrong. Yeah, sex acts gone wrong. Young people who Oh, if you're having sex in a movie, you're dead. Listen, I can't say anything without giving it follows. It follows. That's the thing. It follows. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm guess I'm gonna watch that. It's good. I cannot watch it alone or no, it'll scare me. I don't know. It's it's not too scary. I watched it alone and I I was fine. And another one, my last one that I'd recommend is called The Lodge. And Where that- are you finding all these movies? I've never even <laughs> freaking heard of these. This is either oh my gosh, I have so many streaming services. It's either on Hulu or Prime. I think it's on Hulu. Well, I'm just a basic bitch with Direct TV. So Oh my gosh. Well, this one, I like it a lot. It's very slow burn, not really gory or anything like that, but it's has twists and twists and twists. It's very you Is can- it scary? Scary. Is it more thriller? No, it's it's not scary. And it's not a thriller. Get this off. No, of it this. it's definitely scary. It's unsettling, like freaky. Yeah, I mean, it would. It definitely falls under scary movies. I'm not convinced. So it starts off. You think it's normal. Then you think it's a ghost movie. Then you're like, oh, it's a murder movie. And then it's basically you don't know what kind of movie it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, is this paranormal or not? It's it's really good. I swear. I mean, it's slow, it's a slow burn. Some people are kind of bored by movies like this. Oh, gosh. But it's right up my alley. Another one I like, I'm adding another one, is The Black Coat's Daughter on Netflix. Uh, no, none of these movies exist. You're just oh making things God, up. No, I've never heard of it. No, never. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The I, Black Coat's Daughter? Yeah. So, have you watched Mad Men? The I have, but I didn't. Okay. Have you watched finish. Sabrina? The new Sabrina? No. Well, that girl actress is the one that's in The Black Coat's oh, okay. Daughter. But yeah, those are mine. So that was our our movie corner. <laughs> yeah, movie corner. Thank you for joining our movie corner. Yes, thank you. Or you could email us or message us your favorite movies, your yeah, favorite scary movies. Because s- I'm not taking any of Lacey's advice. Oh <laughs> Her movies sound gosh. terrible. No, okay. She also, to be fair, mine sound terrible to her. I'm sure because mine are all blood and guts. I've and seen stabbing. most of yours. <laughs> it's the little things that horrify me. I didn't necessarily choose all time. Like, I love Rosemary's Baby. Oh, with Mia Rosem- Farrow? Rosemary's Child or Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby? Rosemary. With Mia Farrow, that's- where she gets raped by the devil and oh, has the- <laughs> Well, now that you say it that way, that's one of my favorite old movies. No, it's great. No, no, no. It's a great, like, the cult classic. No, it's a great movie. No, no, it that's, is. That's one of my favorite old movies. And I'm that's also- a great one. A sucker for it's cheesy. It's so cheesy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff Goldblum. It's so cheesy. Is my number one of all time. Oh my if, if anybody ever asked me, like, you have one person, one oh my that God. you get to sleep with, Jeff. Who's Goldblum. it going to be? Nerd alert! I love a nerd. Jeff Goldblum. Um, my number one. Interesting. From from Body Snatchers to Nine Months. <laughs> To the shitty apartments.com commercials that he does now. (laughs) 
He's he really has, funny on Portlandia. He has my heart. I do like him a lot. But yeah, I watched that last Halloween, the you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No. It's so it's so ridiculous. But I have different genres that I I mean I I like all scary movies. I'm not gonna except for Hostel. I don't like that one. Done. <laughs> no Hostel. She's that's gonna be a no. From that's her the dog. that's the no. Yeah. Thank you for. Listening to our cases. Yes, and send us your scary movie recs. We want to yeah, tell have us what, what we need to watch. Two, three weeks left of spooky. Right, season. I need to savor it. Send Ashley some some creepy, gory slashers and me some slow burns. Yes. <laughs> I want to see all the blood and guts. Oh, my God. She wants all the ones that are like, is this a ghost? Oh, how dare you? Is this a murder? Is this a ghost or is this a haunted house? house? Hauntings, yes, I'm here for it. Hauntings, 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 exorcisms. See, I'm not down with an exorcism. Like I said, I'm I'm cradle Catholic. That stuff totes creeps me out. uh, And and Charlie too. Creeps him out. All right. Well, um, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at United States of Murder. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at US of M Podcast. And if you want to email us. Anything, your scary movie recommendations, your scary stories, spooky stories, murder stories, type it up in your own words. Yeah, email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com. And uh, is next week the Halloween? Yeah, we're going to do something special for next week's episode. We're going to surprise everybody, so stay tuned. It won't be necessarily our usual format. And if you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.